the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Today's edition of the Spot Track Podcast, special edition, is brought to you by The Athletic. Visit theathletic.com right now for all your up to date stories on the COVID 19 situation, what Major League Baseball might be thinking about doing to come back in a form, what the NHL is thinking about doing to get back on the ice. Pretty wild ideas. Uh, keep up with this because I'm not sure how much substance there is to them, but the creativity is really starting to set forward here uh, to get these sports back on TV in some degree. And you can understand it. Look, it's not just a sports decision. There's a lot of people involved in having sports on TV. Networks, sponsors, big corporations, a lot of jobs. Uh, there's a lot to it. So, you know, you can understand that's probably what the root of that that phone call with President Trump was with these commissioners was we got to get as quickly as possible. We got to get these things back on TV because so many people depend on it, rely on it financially. It's just a, such a boost to so much of the economy. Things I'm not even thinking of right now as well. Um, manufacturing and all that, of course. So certainly, you know, not at the forefront right now of what's happening in the United States and across the world, but the Athletic is handling all of these discussion points right now, truly. I mean, you can get your fix of NFL free agency and NFL draft, of course, but they're really diving into some of these creative ideas that the, league, that the leagues are coming up with and discussing in full right now on how to get sports back on our television screens. Visit theathletic.com slash spot track, S-P-O-T-R-A-C, for 40% off your future subscription. That's $2.99 a month. You can't go wrong. Welcome to our second edition of the Careers Earned podcast. My name is Mike Janetti. We're going to discuss one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time today. Peyton Manning, Indianapolis Colts, Denver Broncos, lots of money, lots of touchdowns, lots of stats, lots of off the, off the field to talk about. Uh, this guy's everywhere on your television screen right now, even after his football career. So tons of fun to get through this one, um, especially on the endorsement side of things. We're talking all the numbers and all the contracts for Peyton Manning. We're going to bring in Scott Allen right now and dive in. All right, Scott, thanks for joining the show. Our second edition of this Careers Earned podcast. Kind of a no-brainer here, right? I mean, if you're going to start with Alex Rodriguez, uh, when you flip the switch over to football, which is what we're doing today, you know, without going back too far, you still want to have some big numbers in, in terms of the finances. I think Peyton Manning is a pretty great place to start. Interesting as heck on the field and off the field. Uh, you know, the fact that he didn't stay with one team, even though he was, I mean, that's just the kind of mantra you, you know he wanted. But let's talk Peyton. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, great to be back again. All right. Where do you want to start? You want to start with the, with the contracts themselves, or should we talk about, you know, the personality and the, uh, the kind of the second act of Peyton, which really started in the heart of this, his, his football career? I mean, the Saturday Night Live was in the middle yeah. of, right? I mean, many people got a whole new outlook of Peyton Manning because of that Saturday Night Live episode. Even to this day, yeah. it's a YouTube phenomenon. Um, yeah, let's you, start there. You want to start with the off-the-field stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I did some research and looked some things up. I mean, a lot of people know some of the things he's he's done recently. I mean, he's got uh, <laughs> the detail. He's got Peyton's places with ESPN. Uh, like you said, he's done Saturday Night Live. Uh, he's done it three times. And then I've, I totally forgot about this. But he did voiceover for The Simpsons yeah. back in 2009 with his brother and his dad. Yeah, he's been a little bit everywhere. Um, look, and, and you can talk about just the media stuff too, but the the Manning quarterback camp 
which was basically started before he even became an NFL player. That might be what he's most popular for because that uh, his brothers and his father put this thing together. Every incredible quarterback now that has come to the NFL has gone through the through the Manning camp. It's just yep. been kind of like it's been a rite of passage. Uh, so you got to start there in terms of just the off the field stuff. And sure, certainly he didn't create it, but that's that's a part of his history, and that's certainly going to be a part of his legacy going forward. Um, but yeah, you mentioned uh, a lot of the appearances. I'm going to guess the big populace, though, knows him from commercials. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, his, his nationwide commercials are on constantly, especially on the streaming stuff, which is where many of us are living now. Um, look, yeah, he's, I, he's, I, he's, he's t- attached to all the big ones. And we, ha- we had our friends yeah. at Sport, Sports Atlas, which is a, uh, a sports platform that's TBD. It's coming soon. We've, we're have a, we have a small hand in this in terms of data. So thanks to those guys for for attaching some of the dots here to back to the Peyton endorsements. But yeah, go ahead. Well, the list of endorsements that Peyton's currently attached to, <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. fine. He, yeah. He's not struggling. <laughs> no, you got Buick, you've got DirecTV, Fanatics, Gatorade, obviously the Nationwide, like we said, Nike. And then I, I found a list of commercials that he's been in, which I totally forgot, and they're hilarious, with Sprint, Nerf, Universal Studios, MasterCard. I mean, he's got a list of them. So it, pr- pretty cool looking back and seeing what he's actually been in. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he, I mean, incredible player, incredible career, storybook ending. I, I just don't, I don't, when, when I think about Peyton Manning on the field, there aren't many plays, like individual plays that I'm running to YouTube to try to watch again. You know what I mean? Uh, he's just, he wasn't that kind of player. He wasn't flashy. The arm was good. It was never outstanding. There, was, there, were, no, there were no metrics about Peyton Manning as an athlete, no skill sets that really jumped off the page. He just, he was a brainiac. He, he changed the way we thought about, about the quarterback position and about the game of football. Um, and that's, his, that's most, his legacy. So my, yeah, my point here, Scott, is you went back to YouTube to look, to look yeah. at commercials. I think that's probably what most people do with Peyton Manning. They're not going back right. to look at throws to Reggie Wayne. They're looking at, you know, ridiculous commercials and, and Saturday Night Live appearances. It's kind of funny, but that is who he is. And, Oh, by the way, that's why these networks have been trying to pay him $20 million to, yeah, exactly. to be their exclusive partner. So you can understand that side of it as well. I was going to say, I think, I think the, the one thing on the field that a lot of people would remember is the Omaha, Omaha. Sure. I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> the, 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 the nerdy stuff. It's not, you know, 70-yard bombs to Reggie Wayne that we're talking about here. Even though those, of course those existed. But uh, just kind of funny how he evolved, uh, you know, the personality really took over and dominated even in the middle of his career, like I mentioned, and now it's certainly holding him, him up going forward. I don't, I, I don't know what's next with him, and I don't want to get there yet. We've got to go back before we go forward. But just to me, that's the most interesting question with Peyton Manning is what's going to be next? What's going to be the big step next? Because he does have all these little, not little, I mean big endorsements that certainly add up to a lot. We don't have the actual numbers on what he's making off the field right now, uh, but we do have what he made on the field. So let's get there. Um, yeah. The rookie, the rookie contract and the rookie seasons, the, those first couple of seasons were rough. <laughs> they were rough. Indy, uh, Indy got their guy, though. I mean, this, this was four years at Tennessee, University of Tennessee, highly decorated at Tennessee. And uh, look, he, he went down the road, became a Colt, and it did not go well out of the gate. But let's talk about the rookie contract. Uh, go ahead. I mean, number one overall, that's going to be 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in any is, year, it's going to be a good amount of money. But you know, this is pre rookie wage scale, of course. Right, exactly. Pre rookie re- wage scale, six years, forty six million dollars. Yeah. Uh, it included an eleven point six million dollar signing bonus. So, I mean, it didn't at that time. It, it was a lot, but in retrospect, with some of the guys that were pre, uh, yeah, Stafford, pre- Bradford, Bradford, right. Yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't light any fires, but um, yeah, I mean, forty-six million dollars is more than what the rookie wage scale certainly, uh, yeah, quarterbacks would earn right now. So he, he's going to take it and run. Um, so I mentioned it didn't go, it didn't start off well. Uh, it's that's no, that's, it that's well documented. I mean, he was an interception yeah. machine to come out of the gate. Uh, you can just kind of, if you ever do watch those, and it's interesting to watch early Peyton, he was, this is one of the reasons, by the way, a lot of smart coaches think quarterbacks should sit for a year, year and a half. You could just see him working it out in his head. He was figuring this stuff out on the fly, and it's it's a testament to his genius that he was able to get from A to Z the way he did because, like I said, 98, 99 were rough years, but you knew the talent was there. He had enough talent. Like I said, it wasn't a... It wasn't eye-popping combine skills, but he, like he was methodically figuring this out and understanding defenses, and he certainly did his homework, and it really started to click in the 2000 season, and it, he, he never looked back. Uh, here's the interesting thing to me about this first contract. Six-year contract, as you mentioned, he played it out. He did. He, he played out all six seasons, and we've done some research on this in the past. Very rare. Um, it's extremely rare. It's, what, it's like 2%? <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah, if that. Yeah, uh, not just rookie contracts that are played out, but any contract that's played out. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. The, there's so much funny money and fluff that are built into these things for cap purposes uh, that it's just rare, and it's very rare to see a quarterback do it. So I realized that was a long time ago. We're talking about you know 22 years ago with that with with the 1998 rookie contract, but the CS six year deal be played out in its entirety is a unicorn. He did it, and he almost did it again. <laughs> I mean, he uh, he very rarely had had rip it up extensions, you know, three, four years into these deals. I mean, he after that rookie deal, if he played out the six years, he signs a seven year, ninety nine point two million dollar extension, which is basically just double what he had on his rookie contract, which is unbelievable to think now. I mean, if you if you think about a player of his caliber now, uh, I I mean, even 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 a, a step lower, if you think about what Goff and Wentz did versus their rookie contract. You're talking about 500, 600% increases. So to just double it in six years, uh, that's, a, that's a steal from the quarterback position. So seven years, almost $100 million. He gets about a $35 million bonus on that guy. He plays out. He plays out seven, and there's two voidable years at the end of this for cap purposes because they went with an option bonus, something you see, you see a lot in the 90s and the early 2000s, but not so much these days, although – I have to say, this past couple of seasons in free agency, I've seen it more and more. Uh, it's just a lot of dead cap, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was essentially a nine-year deal that, that, that tied down to a seven-year deal. He played it out. He played out all seven seasons. So if you're looking at the, the physical contract and, you, and you, you throw the voided years away, he went full six years, full seven years in his first 13 years. Two contracts. That's unprecedented. Yeah. It's it is. unprecedented, and it's just a, a testament to the Colts. It's a testament to pay, what Peyton wanted. Um, you know, you can just see 
having watched enough interviews, having seen enough of Peyton Manning, having listened to him enough, you, you, you could just tell that he's the kind of guy that doesn't want to deal with this stuff. You know, I, I want to go out there. I, I want to put my, my brains and my resources into the game of football. Let's just get the money figured out quickly and get it over with. That's why these long-term deals were in place, which is why you go from six-year rookie to seven-year extension to the third contract, which was five for 90. Um, <laughs> incredibly, uh, only $18 million a year in 2011. That's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, this is when the new cap started. This was the lockout. You yeah, got the exactly. new CBA. The rookie wage scale kicked in. Um, $18 million a year in 2011. Seems like it was probably a lot of money, and it was. Uh, but it just wasn't. He, he never really went for it. He never really went for it. He, he, he and Brady were somewhat aligned in this regard. And that, that's just how it should be, right? That's just how it should be. Uh, there's a lot to think about when you're talking about being able to build a 53-man roster. And a lot of guys just understand this more than others. You know what I mean? And, I do. And Peyton just had this kind of thing built in. He, uh, he had slight increases in his salary every year. He took a sizable signing bonus, just like Brady did. Brady always took a, a, good, a good chunk of money up front, and that's how he was able to keep his base salaries low. Look, and this is the contract where it all went wrong. This is where the, this is where the neck injury got, came, into, came into fold. And, uh, you know, the, the tough decisions were had to be made. He, he signed that contract in 2011, July of 2011, and he was released March of 2012. So he played through the, the, the one season on this new contract, made himself $26 million on this brand-new extension. And outside of that, his Colts career was done. So any thoughts there? Yeah, you say the testament of taking those deals, looking at his quarterback record, he only had two losing seasons uh, as a starter, and the two of those seasons were in that rookie contract. Yeah, it was his first, se- first season and then his fourth season. All the other seasons, he had 10 wins or more, and then his last season as a starter, he only had seven wins uh, out of the nine starts, but, I mean – it shows that not taking the massive contract deal and and strapping your team financially, yeah. it, it works out. Yeah, there's no question. There's absolutely no question. Uh, by the way, that five for 90 that he signed, where the, where the injury set in and he was released a year later, that $18 million a year is actually the highest average paid quarterback in football. He tied Brady. It's the mm-hmm. one time he and Brady were both at that threshold. So... Uh, it just, you know, a nine-year span that we've gone from 18 million to 35 million, probably 36 once Dak's done, um, and you know, you know, we're going to be approaching 40 next year with Mahomes and 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 a couple of more players in the fold. Uh, that's a big jump forward. <laughs> that's a that's a near yes. 22 million. That's 20 million plus in in a in a nine-year span. So, uh, you know, the cap and the game and the revenue and the league, it's come a long way in the past 10 years. So it's hard to argue that any, anything has really gone wrong with the NFL from a financial standpoint outside of the fact that, you know, the quarterback position is so powerful now and we, you do have quarterbacks that are about to make 40 and you're going to have running backs who are, are going to struggle to make six. So <laughs> to me, that if you're talking money and where the NFL is now, that's the discussion to be having. But, yeah, this is a guy who, who just got it. He got it on the field. He got it from a financial standpoint. Uh, like I said, right about now, right in the middle of that 2007-8 season, so in the middle of his sophomore contract, that's when 
Saturday Night Live, the big endorsements really started to kick in. That's when Full Payton <laughs> kind of came came to the forefront, and uh, he never looked back. And when you've got that kind of notoriety outside of the game, you can take you can take some nickel and dimes, right? You can do it. And I'm not saying that, like I said, his extensions weren't top of the market; they were. But he certainly didn't push the envelope. He, uh, you know, he kept the next man up mentality with his with his finances, and that's that's the way you want it to be. And then look, look, let's talk about it. He gets released out of Indy, which had to be one of the worst days in that franchise's history, even though the injury was there. Um, this is a guy who's got a statue out front of Lucas Oil Stadium right now, so you, you can understand. And it, it's a testament to, to your stats, Scott. Two losing seasons, and you really can't count the first, in my opinion, because he was given a. He was, yeah. he was he was he was uh, dealt a bad deck of cards there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an incredible stat. So now he goes to Denver. He goes to Denver on, you know, a five-year, ninety-six million dollar contract. So that's nineteen point two million a year. Just and if you remember, he he was being touted everywhere. by teams. He everywhere. went to he went to Tennessee, yeah. and they were like percentage of team or whatever. If I remember, they were flying them all over the place. So. Uh, well, you remember it's how weird like, that was? He, they fly him, I think it was Europe, right? Or Sweden, one of those places, for next, like next relief. Yeah. He, he had surgery. He was having some sort of therapy, and it got real squirrely. A lot of people <laughs> were raising red flags with, with the kind of treatment he was getting done. Um, so we'll leave that out of there because I don't think anything was ever really made of that. There's certainly reports and things like that, but... Yeah, but even the throwing, throwing just the reports and the video, it was like a minute by minute. Well, it's like Tua. Manning. It's like what Tua is doing on Instagram right now. Yes, exactly. Every step he takes is being documented so that teams can feel a little better about drafting him. But yeah, that we went through that with Peyton. And, and uh, whatever he was doing, therapy-wise and, and re- rehab-wise, teams were buying into it. Because you're right, there were multiple suitors for him having just been released from, from the Colts. Uh, how, how long was it? He was released March 7th, 2012, March 20. It was 13 days. It took 13 days for the Denver Broncos to lock him in five years, $96 million, 58 million guaranteed. That's 19.2 million a year. So a year after signing 18 million a year with the Colts, he gets over 19 with the Broncos after a, a, a potential career-ending injury. So that, that's how much Peyton Manning was was worthy of, of being an NFL quarterback, even at 36 years old. This is a 36-year-old player. Cam Newton's 30, and he's not going to find a job this year. So that's the world we live in right now. I mean, that's how valuable Peyton Manning was in 2012 to not just Denver, but like I said, multiple teams who were involved. So $58 million guaranteed. He got that over the first three years. It was essentially a three for $58 million deal. Everybody knew that, you know, there just wasn't a long shelf life on it. And in fact, he did come back for one more year. He restructured the last two years of that, of that five-year contract into essentially a one-year $19 million deal um, in 2015, which ended up being his final year. Give me the numbers, Scott. What is it? All-encompassing career earnings, and where does it rank on the list right now all time? So his career earnings is 248.7 million. He earned 171.7 million with Indy, 77 million with Denver. Uh, that puts him at second all time behind his brother Eli right now. Obviously, that's going to change as the years. Yeah, the footsteps here. are coming here. <laughs> Drew Brees um, and Tom Brady are right there. <laughs> but the, the the interesting thing is 
26 and a half percent of all his money earned came from signing bonuses. Six, that is six, interesting. Six million. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a dying art now. Like I said, um, I'm seeing a little bit more of it this year for some reason. Uh, but we're on shorter contracts too, so you can tolerate that a little better. Uh, but for a five or six year span there in the middle of the 2010 decade here, um, those really went away. So that's a bit of an antiquated thought to have massive signing bonuses like that. But I'll say this: if you're going to give somebody a massive signing bonus. You can. Get, it should be a franchise quarterback, because Agreed. you're not worried about dead cap in that instance. You know what I mean? Unless you're the Jaguars, who just had to take 18 million to trade Nick Foles. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, you know, Nick Foles ain't Peyton Manning. If you're Peyton Manning and, and the Colts are extending you, uh, it's not the it's not the riskiest thing in the world to give him a massive signing bonus in order to keep the cap low. Um, so that's it. I mean, that's it. Short and sweet with Peyton. He, he, he played out his contracts. That's the legacy he leaves financially, in my opinion. Yeah, he made a ton of money, and he's going to get knocked off that pedestal here soon, like I said, with Brady and Breeze coming hard on fully guaranteed contracts. But um, played out his entire six-year rookie contract, played out his yep. entire seven-year sophomore contract. That's unprecedented. We'll never see that again, in my opinion. Those yeah. length of contracts fully played out. I don't think we'll ever see that again. That's just no, I don't think agents so and players now are they get too antsy. We're in this movement era in all sports, and uh, you know the cap rises too much, and that's really the the brunt of it. When you've got a cap that increases at ten million every year, I mean, ask Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins how they feel about five year contracts. <laughs> they hate them. They are they are ten million dollars underpaid. Those two players right now because they're in year two and three of, the, of their contracts. So it just it, it, they get undervalued so quickly. You can't do this. You can't do seven-year contracts and then be happy with it. So uh, good for him. This was, uh, like I said, a short and sweet contract structure. He essentially had five contracts, two with the Indy. The third with Indy got ripped up pretty quickly, turned into a five-year contract with Dallas, with Denver, which then and then in turn was restructured to that final year of contract. He left two and a half million dollars of dead cap behind with the Broncos when he retired, uh, which is a small price to pay for a Super Bowl. <laughs> it was, like I said, a storybook ending for Peyton. Yeah, a cu- couple of uh, final comments is, uh, I mean, his stats, he's right now third all time on passing yards, third all time on touchdowns. Ninth all-time in interceptions. Nice. Um, 14-time Pro Bowler, obviously two-time Super Bowl champ, five-time MVP. Um, And I think what's interesting as well is him ending his career and going off after winning the Super Bowl with Denver is John Elway did the same thing. And how many franchises can say that they've had two all-time quarterbacks be able to walk off into the sunset after winning a Super Bowl, not very many. No, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, that, that, that to me is just, that's just an all-time finish. It's the all-time way to finish. I don't think you, anybody can ever expect that. So the fact that Peyton's move to Denver worked out almost as, exactly as planned is just an incredible story. Uh, a couple more tidbits here. We forgot to mention the Papa John's situation, which is really interesting. So he goes all in like elbows deep into stake in Papa John's owns a bunch of franchises in Denver when he, when he signs out there. And then when they got in a mess with the NFL, you know, with their own uh, social media and the owners uh, kind of Mm -hmm. PR disaster, Peyton bails 
on the entire Papa John's franchise like three days before the NFL drops Papa John's. So there was a bit of insider trading there for sure. But Pizza Hut is now the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. So Peyton was well aligned with that endorsement and how that was going to unfold. Uh, but that, that's a that's a big that's a, that was a big endorsement for Peyton. I mean, he was it all was. over those commercials. He was hand in hand with that owner for quite on quite a few of those sponsorships. Um, and then outside of this, how about this? I, I did not know this, and I am all all over sports. His wife is a part owner of the Memphis Grizzlies. Did you know this? I did not. Yeah, wow. his wife Ashley. So I mean, I mean, I'm sure she's involved, but I'm sure Peyton is too. They they just have such big ties back to Tennessee. Of of, of course, that's both where they went to schooling so just incredible um that uh, look i mentioned that the big question with peyton is what's next what is the big thing next a lot of people tie him to some sort of ownership to the nfl whether that's a team whether that's some sort of nfl front office maybe maybe even some kind of commissioner role uh the sky's the limit with this guy and and i know broadcasting is where (laughs) right that's the that's the that's the buzz of the day because he's turned down now two lucrative contracts from two companies in CBS and in ESPN. That sounds like ESPN has moved on and they're going to they're going to tag Drew Brees to take that spot whenever Drew Brees retires. So it's very possible that Peyton has officially just said no to broadcasting the NFL at least for now. So what's next? What do you think? Let's finish on this. What's next for Peyton Manning in terms of the, the big splash, Scott? I think Based on all his accolades and on and off the field, I think it's a similar conversation that we had last week with Alex Rodriguez is he's putting himself in all these elements, uh, all these commercials. He's getting uh, his he had his feet wet with Saturday Night Live. I think he's setting himself up for possible ownership at some point. I I really do. Um, Obviously, if he's not wanting to get into the broadcasting. I, I get it. Um, it, but I think he's, he's headed towards some kind of ownership, whether it's in the NFL or some other league. Uh, but I think that's the route he's headed. Okay. What do you think? Do you think it's the Titans? I, I wouldn't put it past it. I yeah. mean, if his wife, if you're saying his wife has, some ownership in, in the Grizzlies. And I mean, we, we know from the next surgery that the Titans had pushed to try to get him uh, is their quarterbacks and they have ties to Tennessee. I I would not be surprised if that was the case at some point. Yeah. Bud Adams daughter, Amy owns it now. She's a, she's a businesswoman for sure. Uh, Look, I could absolutely see him either getting involved or out just outright purchasing from her. To me, that's the that's the logical move. If, if that's where he's uh, he's raising his family and his wife has ties to the sports community there already, just be yeah, and even, that, that would just be incredible. If even if it's not ownership, I, I could see him uh, president think, or yeah. GM you think what about or, GM? No, it's not often that we can we can kind of tag somebody as a GM. But I don't think anybody had John Elway tagged for this, even though he's certainly a bright guy coming out of Stanford. But you know, he's he's had his, his ups and downs with Denver. Is that a role Peyton wants? See, I just worry about this. Just my two cents quickly. You, you, you can die a heavy on a heavy sword as a GM, and I you can. I don't know that Peyton wants to get into anything where he can fall that far. You know what I mean? Right. No, I agree. I, I think with his detail, I mean he's. 
he's got that scouting mentality and right. the, the studying and all of that. So I think if he was to take some kind of role like that, I think he would probably excel. But like you said, he may not want to go f- that fall fall that far down in the event that it doesn't work. So yeah. that's why I was sort of defaulting to the ownership part where it he has some stake in how the team performs and what they do and has a say, but it's not direct in some yeah, instances. I think the I think a president presidential role right above the GM yeah. is probably maybe where you get your feet wet. And because you're right, he does have so much now from an analysis standpoint, a scouting standpoint, and certainly from from a gameplay gameplay standpoint, does Peyton Manning's style of play hold up right now? I th- I think so. Yeah, I think if you dropped him in right now, is in that second rookie uh, second contract, um, outside of it the the financial part. I mean, I think he would do really well. I mean, pocket passer. Uh, not extremely mobile, but mobile when he needs to. I mean, that's what we see with Tom Brady, same kind of situation. Um, so I, I think with the rules that are in place right now and the kinds of passes that he was able to do to Reggie Wayne and uh, Marvin Harrison and those kind of players, I think he would excel right now. Yeah. I mean, you're only as good as your weapons for sure, but I, I, I tend to agree. I look at a couple of the players who, uh, certainly, I'm mean, certainly Brady's an obvious one, but the I always I always had a little bit of a tie to him with Matthew Stafford for some reason. Uh, just kind of, uh, you know, I'm not sure Stafford has the has the headiness that Peyton had. I don't think anybody did, and I can't wait to read the book. By the way, that's got to get into there. <laughs> whenever whenever Peyton's ready to write that book about you know you know the mindset that he had as a player, uh, I'm all in. Just take my money. Um, so I don't think Stafford even comes close to that kind of relevancy, but I just, I think it's a similar style of play when it comes to actually playing the quarterback position. So it certainly works. Um, but I I feel like Stafford's maybe fallen out of favor in Detroit. So if that's my comp for him and you know, you can crush that as much as you want, but if that's my comp, I just wonder if, if not being mobile at, at all, which, you know, Stafford can move a little bit. But Peyton didn't. Uh, I just wonder if that's a death sentence right now for for the NFL in the current system. I just uh, I worry about saying something like that because the running quarterback position comes back every six years. It's, it's a cyclical event, and then they get mm-hmm. weeded out for a couple of years. You know how it works. Yep. Um, so we, we really got to see if this current iteration, which is six, seven, maybe eight guys deep now, is going to last. But I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not as slam dunk as you are that Peyton would fit right now. Uh, yes, the, the short, you know, precise passing that he had, those slant routes, things like that, those are always going to be involved. And, and as, the, as the, the league moves away from Hail Marys and, and bomb, you know, go routes uh, more and more, that's going, to, that's going to be conducive to what Peyton did. But it's not for me a slam dunk because I do think right now there's so much versatility in the position that he just didn't have it. He didn't have that. He was a true pocket passer. We're going to have to see where these next couple of years go with these young quarterbacks because uh, if it's for real, then, you know, Peyton, Peyton doesn't belong in this conversation. Uh, if, but if not, then there's always room for a guy like this, right? It's, it's a heck of a career to talk about. It really is. And uh, yeah, it is. like you said, we talked about the second act with Alex Rodriguez. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, I'm, I, he is certainly already everywhere, Peyton. <laughs> um, 
in terms of the endorsements and things like that. But what's that big splash going to be? I can't wait to find out. If it's, if it's broadcasting, I think he's going to be great. If it's front office, I think he's going to be outstanding. If he's the commissioner of football, <laughs> are you good on that? Because, again, I mean, Roger Goodell's mentions are no fun. You know? no, yeah. I mean, that's a tough gig. Uh, is, that, is that too much downside for Peyton? It could be, but I think that his fresh personality, sort of like when Silver. Adam Silver exactly. came in, I, I think Peyton would bring a fresh look, a personality that fans would love, that owners would love. So I, I think if he wants it, I, I'm up for it. Um, That's and exactly, I Scott, why I brought it up, because I wanted to talk Silver there. Sil- Silver just decided from day one, I'm going to be in on the joke. You know what I mean? Like what, whatever it is, whatever you're you're ticked off about, or whatever the players don't like, or the owners don't like, I'm here and I'm going to be able to laugh about it with you. You know what I mean? We're not going to turn this into a dramatic situation. We're we're going to make this something we can all work together with. That is Peyton's personality. Peyton is. is upbeat, positive, obviously intelligent, and able to communicate well with a variety of people. That's why broadcasting, of course, would work. Um, but I do think that having an owner like that for the NFL would be immensely big. That's a huge step forward because, I mean, Roger Goodell does have a personality, but it's been completely squashed in the last decade. I mean, he has just been hiding behind whatever he can find. (laughs) He's been reactive. So I do like the idea of an Adam Silver type person coming and taking over the NFL. And Peyton could do that. But again, I, I weigh the pros and the cons and uh, you know, the, the, the fall down the cliff as an NFL commissioner is, is it can be fa- a, a big fall. So does he want to play it safer? Because certainly he has, he's got the resume he needs. He doesn't need to add on anything at this point at all. But I think we're all just kind of hoping and wishing that it is something big that he does in the next few years. All right. That's good stuff. Peyton Manning. Again, what are the numbers? Two, f- 248.7 million. 248. That's going to be... My gosh, that's going to be two contracts for Patrick Mahomes here soon. All right, that's where we are. That's where we were. Thanks for another Careers Earned. We'll be back next week with another one. My thanks to Scott Allen. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Spot Track Podcast. 